Then he crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. The citizens of Jericho fought against you, as did also the Amorites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hittites, Kinkashites, Hivites, and Jebusites. But I gave them into your hands. I sent the hornet ahead of you, which drove them out before you. Also the two Amorite kings. You did not do it with your own sword and bow. So I gave you land on which you did not toil and cities you did not build and you live in them and eat from vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worshiped beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, far be it from us to forsake the Lord to serve other gods. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our fathers out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey and among all the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land. We too will serve the Lord because he is our God. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters and the family, families of God, the family of SDC, bring greetings to one and all in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Shall we look to God in prayer? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you are the head of our homes, our families, and our church. Dear Lord Savior Jesus, we at this time humbly offer our lives along with our offerings, our lives also as an offering, as sweet-smelling, fragrant sacrifice upon your altar. Lord, as we stay in your house, stay in the body of Christ to listen to your word, let your word speak to everyone of us and to me, Lord, hide myself, Lord, under the shadow of your cross. And Lord, let the sweet sounding voice of the Holy Spirit resound in us, echo in our hearts, and make it audible, and Lord, make it applicable in our lives. Thank and praise you, Lord, for the word that read to us. Thank and praise you, Lord, for the song through which we offered our praises. And now, Lord, as we focus our attention upon your word, give us the attentive ears and the humble hearts to take it to our heart, take it to our practice. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
Dear brothers and sisters, I'm so excited to talk on this topic. It is called Building a Resilient Family of God. I know we have gone through a real overhaul in a very quick short, of, uh, short span of time, if I have to put it in the year also. Lots of changes have taken place. We are in an era of changing times, changing times. And how are we looking at our families? I know shattered families. I know some of these homes where they were totally shaken by the changes that took place in the last one year's time. We are in the era of so many social issues that are challenging us, which caused social distancing. Am I right? We are so afraid of coming so close to one another. I, in the early days of pandemic, even if somebody rubs on you, touches you, we were annoyed and people were annoyed. And to the extent we were made to put on our masks so you wouldn't even know whether your son or daughter, father or mother, are they smiling at you or frowning at you? So you wouldn't make it. What a kind of, you know, relationship we were having with our masks. And to add to that, we lived in such a volatile, boiling world, uncertain, complex, ambiguous environment. We were surrounded by so many uncertainties. And this COVID lockdown and all kinds of uh, even uh, healthcare uh, tips that were given to us and also the uh, work from home, study from home and every kind of other new norms that came into this world. We were even in a desperate situation. And especially I'm looking at the families with children. They were puzzled whether their children will be able to go to school at all. And even to the extent professionals looked at how they will cope up with their work when they were asked to work from home. In the middle of that, there were so many financial disparities. Relationships were breaking down at times. And even at homes, people were even so annoyed by each other because everybody started staying at home, including the children, father, mother, brothers, sisters, parents, or you call them as even your relatives, they needed to cope up with the situation. So that generation now will be called as pandemic generation. Am I right? Our COVID generation. And we had all the different generational gaps all along between the older and the new, and they are classified by the sociologists or psychologists. But then now look at our generation in the middle of all these things. How are we going to raise up and rebuild our families? Why I have to use the word rebuild? It is because there were a lot of things that shattered every span, every specter of your life, every arenas of your life. And probably having come as a pastor, I faced my hardship, work from home, from the, between the four walls of home can a pastor work. Probably God gave the opportunity of having all the technology. Now let us look at this way. When we think of uh, building a resilient family, 
how are we going to head towards that how stable my family your family children i am not going to miss you out whether it is small tiny baby here or the grown up or even bigger children you are part of the family you are going to be part of one such a family i am looking at this very family resilient family through the very life of joshua joshua came as a wonderful man of god gave a clarion call i and my household i and my family will serve the lord hallelujah what a great profound statement he made and throughout the history of bible as well as in the history of christianity we use the slogan i and my family will serve the lord we display it at our homes and we keep preaching upon this a uh, very uh, profound uh, phrase and uh, the bible verse in all our marriage occasions our weddings are in our families and so when we talk about joshua i am again drawn to understand the very word of god dear brothers and sisters number of you use the oldest phone are you anybody having it the dabba they call it the box okay i still use one of that phone at my home my wife only knows how many phones i have or she can't even count it because she lost the number i still keep one dabba phone that phone cannot connect 3g that cannot even think of 4g now 5g's are come why the phones the computers whatever system that we are using they get extinct or sometimes obsolete and they are defunct they are irrelevant you cannot operate now bible the word of god never changed never will become outdated it cannot be kind of discarded it is out of time out of fashion this bible going to be the foundation for building a resilient family so when i take the life of joshua be reminded he is not a old fashion guy we are not going to talk from a outdated book this is manufacturer's manual when we brought cameras and the system recently to relay our uh, streamlining as uh, 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 giving the live stream we needed to go through all the manuals instructed uh, instruction manual and installation manual bible is given for us as a standard book whether it was given 2000 years back or 4000 years back this bible comes alive even today so relevant and therefore joshua is a relevant uh, person and his model and his clarion call is going to challenges i would like to take you to the first point remembering god's blessing with family to build a resilient family to reorder our family how as a christian family we are going to remember god's blessing just think for a while how all the stories from the time of abraham or even from the time of all this beginning of the world passed on to the next generation what software did they have did they have a hardbound bible 
Did they have anything like a mobile to pass on, to communicate? When there weren't any information technology, how these narratives, how the accounts of Bible passed on to you and to the next generation and to the descendants of Israelites? You know what? Telepersons. We have telephone, and then they had oral, vocal, and communication. They sat with families. They narrated the stories one after another, all orally passed on very faithfully. And the way when we look at the reading that came to us, it is very impressive. How Joshua brings this. He narrated prayer to what we read just now. He talked about the beginning of how from Abraham and the generations came. And here he begins in verse 11 like this. Then you crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. He's kick-starting kick, kick, kick his journey when he took over to possess the land of Canaan, the promised land. So what we do understand here. He took to the narration, faithfully passing on to the community. The people knew all the stories, and he was not afraid of reciting again, saying it again. He took out the time to tell them as a story. Think for yourself how much in your family you took to the stories of God, stories of Bible, stories of God's faithfulness in your life and the deliverance and God's mighty deeds to the children. Have you passed on? I would challenge everyone here and all those who are listening and to myself, have I passed on this history, telling the story, and so nice to hear number of stories narrated by uh, Brother Prince and the Sister Seely. I, I wonder how many of you are listening to that. Okay, they're all stored up in the Facebook. Narrate the stories. These are the stories that will stimulate and bring faith in you. And that will reconstruct your family, make your family resilient. Look at the other way of uh, building our resilient family. How do we spend time? Have you taken out specifically time to sit with family members? We may say, I am the first generation Christian. Very good. Praise the Lord. Even to the extent I have worked with so many first generation Christian, first time Christian who have come. But the rest of the family, have we taken the time to narrate the stories of the Lord to them, spending time with them? Think of the hours our children spend in the school. Think of the hours our children travel to school. I am not ashamed to tell how much of you know energy and money are spent sending them and fetching them back. And so, how do we spend the time? That's where I like to bring to highlight the word that is given in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 to 7. And these words which I command thee in this day shall be in your, in your heart, and you shall teach them diligently unto your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in the home, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you raise up. Have you practiced that? Is it not the word of God? 
It is not I'm giving as a command or a new command I'm establishing. Remember, it is the word of God. Now think of all the narration in Bible, how they passed on to other generation. I'm sure they sat with the children and it was told in their synagogues, in the temple and in God's tabernacle and generation after generation, they have taken the legacy, the story with them because they spend time with one another. Think of the way that we are building our family. How much we do things with them together as a family. Okay, again, think of husband and wife working together in building the family of God. How much you assign the time. And so, dear brothers and sisters, our positive experience with Christ Jesus, with the Lord, with the word of God, are we discussing between us, between the families of God? Therefore, we created cell groups, we created fellowship groups, accountability groups, and whatnot. Take time and narrate the stories of God and tell about the blessings. Connect with the past to the present and to the future. And the second point I would like to re remind our congregation, the realization of security in God. Realization of security in God. Look at the way how Joshua presents to the congregation in verse 13 and 14. He says, so I gave you land on which you did not toil and cities you did not build and you live in them and eat from vineyards and olive greens that you did not plant. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Look at the way. Have you ever lived like that? Brothers and sisters, very interesting question. Have you ever lived the house you did not keep it? The house you did not build also? Or thing that you did not possess? Did you enter and live there? I had a privilege like that. To be very honest, the day I landed in Punjab to kickstart my first day of the work, the doctor family that day, they proceeded on a long leave. They said, Michael, you do nothing. Just come, stay in the house, enjoy everything. The stock is there, food is there, fridge is full, and you ask anything more, we will let you know. And to my surprise, when my son got married, I won't even, even imagine for myself why it didn't happen for me. Six months, he lived in a house where he didn't have to take any of his, you know, other um, uh, stuff for his living, except for his personal belonging. I want to thank God. And they may be known to you. And sometimes it can happen. But think of God-given provision, the security in your life. We talk about Psalm 23, God is my provider. And here to the Israelites, God had given everything from the time they exited uh, Egypt and proceeded towards Canaan, they were given everything. And so the knowing the sources of our blessing will give us your even identity. When you say, no evil will fall upon me, I'm safe and secure, as brother also read out who we are in Christ, and you get that surety, and then that's where our security. So know the sources of your blessing and identity and security on earth, not by our achievements. Many a times we think, oh, I have done all my courses. I have covered up to post-graduation. I shall be getting a good job. 
Many a times, at least in the present day world, we all keep understanding how people are getting jobless and people are losing the scope of being employed for the education for which they were trained in. And so we put a lot of confidence upon various things on this earth. But God every time reminded, don't keep your minds on these earthly things, the carnal things. This earthly achievement is not going to give you any future at all. One day the pandemic, another pandemic may come, may not come. A catastrophe may come, may not come. We are sitting on the uh, kind of landscape that is always prone for earthquakes. I'm not frightening you, but let me tell you that God-given safety security is the one that can give us confidence. The people of Israel were given moral boost by Joshua, by reminding them of God-given provision and the security. So build in all these levels of our life, in building our resilient life, build the character. He, when he reminded them of what they were provided with, he said in verse 14, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. That shows how our characters need to be shaped up in the resilient, in the resilient family, in the security of God and serving with reverence without fear and giving the single-mindedness focus on living upon God's provision. And going on to the third point, right choice for building a resilient family. Right choice, building a resilient family. Uh, we all make so many choices. Today morning, I, I had, again, I needed to choose what is the dress I'm going to wear, what is going to be my coffee, whether I'll have a tea or whether I will have, you know, anda burji and a parotta for my breakfast or will I have my water bottle or not and have I taken all those things. I was making lots of choices every day. You and I, whether children are big or small or parents or old people, everybody are forced to take a choice in our lives. But when it comes to right choice, building a resilient family, how do we choose our life's choice? Christian life is God-given life for you. It is an asset God is interested in many passages. Lord himself said, I place death and life, narrow way and the broad way. And he has said there is light and darkness, there is unbelief and the faith, and you have to choose. There cannot be any negotiable path. Their faith cannot be negotiated. There's only one thing. Either you choose death or choose life. There is no middle path. Many a times we say, oh, I am in a gray area. This I wouldn't know. Brothers and sisters, Bible has put very clearly straightforward. You know, it is like one cut, there are two pieces. There are no other negotiations needed on that. And so here, uh, our dear Joshua comes very clearly with this verse. 14b, I would like to read it for you. Throw away the gods your fathers worshipped beyond the rivers and in Egypt and serve the Lord. 15b, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. He is giving a clarion call to make a very clear choice in this world Either we serve Yahweh, our almighty God, our Lord, Savior, Jesus, the living God, or there are other gods. 
you would say no i am a christian i have believed in jesus i don't have any other gods let me remind to all of us to me as well many a times my mind our minds work so heavily upon how we are taking care of our property i'm sad to say you know uh, two weeks back i lost my dear dear one young man in my family uh, you know brother in law to my brother actually who lives in mumbai he was only 45 he was working in the garden three children twins and plus one young couple and so much so they live and this brother has not even told his wife about banking anything of that sort where the property where the locker where the keys are he died suddenly while working in his garden 45 year old what did happen that you know my brother sister lies wailing not knowing what to do many a times we come to that kind of panicky situation in narrating the story i wanted to remind that when they started identifying this dear brother has kept in store so many things in so many places at least there are four places he has got property why i'm saying even to trace to claim it back it may not be possible there are other gods we can be serving like that we are keeping so much of our faith on so many other things which can give you know prosperity which can give you something of scope in living on this year and also look at other things my success when we get promoted when i reach the top of the ladder we think you know we have reached the top that is my security but i tell you without the faithfulness in your life all these things will stop success will come to a grinding halt how faithful you are god is looking not at the success but faithfulness in the life of joshua look at his life he was in the biggest lockdown ever in the world's history 400 years living as a slave and setting out his journey along with moses probably he was at the age of 40 or little more than that and some narrators find out you know he was probably at the age of 40 to 45 43 both caleb and uh, joshua they walked out of Egypt walked to the walk through the wilderness to the city of Canaan or to the promised land what do we see there he was a slave he was under slavery but delivered by the lord he only had his faith upon the lord we know him as a man with different spirit in his life when everybody lost a faith he had got his faith upon the lord so your faith you have to show in your choice what are we deciding for our choices in this world there are number of things are bound to come in the years to come and word of god is very clearly reminding as deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 15 to 20 see i i said before you today life and prosperity death and destruction for i command you today to love the lord your god to walk in obedience to him and to keep his commandments and decrees and laws then you will live and increase joshua took that choice and therefore he could give the choice to others in saying so he comes to the another important choice choice of keeping himself as a role model role model characterized by his very life that i will read it to you chapter 24 joshua verse 15 the second part he says 
chapter 15, verse 20, uh, chapter 24, verse uh, 15. But if you, if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Ammonites in whose land you are living. But as for me, my household, we will serve the Lord. He is setting himself as a model. I also want to ask myself and all of us here, whether big or small, family man or not family man, married or not, can I myself count myself as a model and set me and present me as a model? I and my household will serve the Lord. Children, especially at home, they don't follow your teaching. We all know even the smallest, tiniest child, when you try to instruct, don't do it, the child will keep doing that. Okay, we all notice that. Pediatrician will nod nicely. All right, so what do we see here? Children follow what you do. You, rather you want to teach them, better teach them through your actions. If you are not following the decrees of the Lord, you don't read the Bible as much as we tell the people to devote time for devotion and you don't practice it, you think children will follow? How many of us can actually tell now, I have a purpose and that purpose is to live for God and tell my children, tell my family, tell my parents, I am the model, I and my life and in my life, in my household, my family, we will serve the Lord and set that as a purpose. Do we value that more, serving the Lord? What is the meaning of your success? And this Joshua, having brought the people of God out of the even slavery, making them cross, these were the two people, Caleb and Joshua, who are making an entry into Canaan, and he's not counting as a general, army commander, ah, I have done it, follow me. No, he plays God. He is not bringing his success. He is not indicating his victories in the warfare. He is not showing how wonderfully, diligently, thoughtfully divide the land and given to all 12 tribes. He is calling the people, showing the success. I and my family will serve the Lord. Choose for yourself. Yes, setting a role model is something very important for all of us. And in closing, I would like to bring to our response. In responding to the vision of building resilient family, what is my resolution? Responding to building a family. And I'd like to bring to your attention verse 16 from chapter 24, Joshua. Then the people answered, for be it from as to forsake the Lord to serve other gods. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our fathers up out of Egypt from the land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on all our entire journey and among all the nations through which we travel. And the Lord drove out before us all the nation, including all the stated nations. And then in the closing 
They are also saying, verse 31, Israel served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had experienced everything the Lord had done for Israel. Please take note. It is not the success story of Moses described, not the success story of Joshua described. They are sticking to the performance God has done in their life. So when it comes to responding to build a resilient family, restructuring the family, do we reflect back to the blessings of the Lord? And they were united in saying so. Although the fall came much later in their own lives, but during the duration of Joshua, who lived for nearly 110 years, probably he was also, he had traveled with uh, uh, Moses and also for nearly seven to 10 years, he was, you know, taking control of the promised land and distributed and nothing much is said about his wife or children, but definitely he was narrated. He had taken his share of land and he died in the locality where he had got his assigned place. But what we see here, Throughout his lifetime, they held unitedly to respond to that particular clarion call to serve the Lord. And they had given their willingness, their determination. They signed the bond. Those who are seated here and listening through the Zoom, can you take a paper, put a signature? I and my family will serve the Lord. Nothing else, no other gods, nothing that my father, mother worshipped, not the money, the mammon or Satan, they cannot steal away my God's place and I too will be obedient, which was displayed in the lives of people. And the more they displayed their, their unitedness and their determination, their willingness and obedience, they were outstanding. They were blessed in the land of Canaan. People talk about the land of Canaan. The land of Canaan was such a unique land. Then under their rule, under the time they lived in the control of the Lord Almighty. So now I want to ask you a personal question. Can you take your mobiles and type, I and my family will serve the Lord to your rest of the family? And children, we want them to resemble, right? I was there with the brother Franklin the other day. I was trying to look at the babe's face. Oh, does he resemble mother, father? And, you know, I go to Jaden's house and look at Jaden. Hey, whom are you resembling? We are all so excited. Then the children resemble you. May I ask you, in what way your child is resembling you in your spiritual life? Can you write? It's a clarion call, even for me. Will my children will outdo what I have lived in my spiritual life? Now, the reason families are collapsing is because we are built on shallow foundation. The sand, which is not of made of the word of God, foundation of the Lord's word, not upon Christ. So, coming back again to this very theme, Building a resilient family or reordering our family, let us follow the model of Joshua. And in, when we do that, there is a greatest blessing you and I are going to inherit. That's going to be the blueprint. That's going to be God's master plan. In the moment you try to discard 
and come away as did Israelites later after the time and duration of Joshua, they faced all kinds of failure. May God bless and uh, give us such a boldness to assuredly say, I and my family will serve the Lord. God bless you. Shall we look to God in prayer? And after the prayer, I'll say the benediction. Then I'm going to call the newly built family to the stage and present them before the Lord and to the church. Dear Heavenly Father, how feeble, how fragile myself, everyone of us. Lord, at every point of time, we come to the throne of grace, fall at the feet of our Lord Savior Jesus, and at the foot of cross and confess, yes, we have failed. We have come short of God's standards, and we misplaced the manufacturer's manual and the instruction for insulation. We kept giving so many other inputs to our lives according to the worldly standards, but, oh Lord, today you have reminded us how I need to remember the blessings of God's faithfulness and his deeds in my life and pass it on as a story and, and by spending the time with my family and to realize God's security in giving me all the providence and making the biggest choice of following you and setting myself as a role model like the Israelites who promised, Lord, we would respond and live unitedly and live faithfully. Lord, give us that grace. Forgive us for any of our shortfalls. And Lord, today, now on, as we rise up in this post-pandemic world, and as we slowly getting into unlocking of the lockdowns and setting out our Lord feet outside our home, go for work to our location and go for academics, Father, we will be like Joshua, every time proclaiming the standards of God and setting the goal and the right priority in our lives, O oh Master. To this end, we commit us in your hand. In Christ's name we pray. The peace that passeth all understanding, the peace of God, the love of our Father God, and the grace of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, Abide with us and enrich our families and STC and the church of our Lord Savior in the ages to come. Amen. Amen. Thanks. And